Hey, welcome to the Monday Night Raw recap. I am, of course, your host, Dean Walker of the Marking Out Network. You can find us at Pod Marking Out on all social medias. And I am at 99DeanWalker as well on all of your social medias. Again, this is Monday Night Raw recap. Let's get into it. So I wanted to try something new uh, for this week of the wrestling recaps. Now, I figured I'd instead of just go down the list of what happened on the show, I wanted to put it into categories. The good, the bad, and the whatever. Yeah, so the whatever is going to be about kind of like it wasn't bad, it wasn't good, and it kind of just took place. It, it was, it happened, it was whatever, it wasn't too bad. Um, and I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do the whatever first and then we'll do the bad second because I want to end all the shows on a good note just to be positive. So let's start with the whatever being, we have two of them. The first one, I'm sure you can guess that the Viking Raiders defeating the new day. The only reason that, that I put this in the whatever and not the bad is because I know the new day. They are trying their they're trying their asses off to make the Viking Raiders relevant. Uh, I know that you know the New Day. They have had such an amazing career that they are probably taking this moment to put over as much talent as they can because there's not much left for the New Day to accomplish besides going into the Hall of Fame. I'm sure they will. Uh, you know, in the in the future. So that's that's really the only thing left. They've done it all. They were one of the longest reigning tag champions, multiple time champions. Uh, two out of three have won world titles. It's kind of just right now they're in the dry, uh, the back seat. They are trying to put as many tag team talents over as possible. Now, the Viking Raiders, they've been around the block. They've been uh, very popular on the indies. They made a name for themselves in the WWE, but as of late, and I mean, for for quite a long time as of late, they've been dropping off. I'm worried they're going to get released every single time any cuts happen. Uh, I think this might, it feels like their last go. It feels like this is their last chance to make a name for themselves and keep it that way. And, you know, one of the best tag teams to do it would be the New Day. So, I'm not putting it in the bad category because I know they're trying and I get it. And they're not, it's not like they're bad. I just don't think the gimmick will get over in 2023. And if it does, kudos to them. It's not impossible. And I want to see it get over, but it is really tough to watch sometimes. And the other thing for the whatever, uh category of the week for raw would have to be Tommaso Champion defeating uh what's his nickname big big Bronson Reed now both of these guys I have championed on here no pun intended uh <laughs> on the uh, on the podcast I've championed them so many times because Bronson Reed is a hell of a talent Jonah I believe is what he went uh one as in uh in New Japan and or was he was he in New Japan? I don't know. But Champa, who has been off screen for a bit with an injury, uh, he killed it in NXT for for quite a long time. 
And any time I bring Champa into the picture, I say, well, where's Gargano? Maybe they should, you know, be a tag team. But it looks like they want to have Champa as a solo wrestler, and he is great at that. Um, and he has a good presence to him. I love his entrance music. I love his entrance just in general. And same thing with Bronson. I think he has a great presence to him. His entrance is great. Everything is great about both of these guys, but why don't I care? It's probably because there is a lack of story. Now they try to throw stories in there every so often. They try to give little hints to some meanings, but it's not captivating enough. It's not fun enough. And the reason why Champa was so over in NXT is because he told a great story. So I don't know if it's just uh, TV time. I don't know what it is, but he's just not, he's just not doing it. He's not doing it. Uh, I was going to say Jonah, but Bronson Reed just not doing it. Not saying they're bad, but it, it happened. It's whatever. Now, in my opinion, I did put one thing in the bad category for this week's Monday Night Raw, which would be the Rodriguez and Ripley feud. And the only reason I'm doing that, because I am excited to see it. I do want to see them have a feud. I think it is a great idea. It's something that we fantasy booked, you know, months ago. And when, you know, Raquel was tearing it up in the women's tag team division with uh, with Liv. That's something even, I, I believe it was myself or someone here on the team said, hey, why don't you do something important? Why don't you put her in the in the world title scene against, uh, you know, someone like Rhea? I think she would, you know, fit in great on that. And it would be beneficial. She's got the size. She does have some of the promos. She needs to work a little bit on the promos, which, you know, it's okay. She's still new. But it makes more sense than just throwing her in a tag team. You know, we've seen the we've seen the bigger athlete tag with the smaller athlete. We've seen it happen multiple times, and it's just kind of redundant at this point. Maybe it's time to just move her along and do something else. And finally, she did. And, you know, it was cool, and I was excited at first. You know, she, was, she attacked uh, Ripley. And vice versa, you know, they were going at it. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, we're setting up a payback match. Um, and it just, so far, it fell short. And the, the as I was saying, the, the Rhea promo was, it was gnarly, man. It was just tough to watch. And I'm not hating on it at all. I get it. Everybody has a bad night. I've had bad nights before. It happens. I get it. 1000% I understand, but it happened. It is what it is. It wasn't great. She stumbled on her words a lot. It looked like she was forgetting what she said and kept looking at Dom and hoping. I, to me, it looked like she was looking at Dominic, hoping that he remembered where this was going and that he could say something to kind of jog it back. I don't know what was going on. Um, if you guys notice something different, you can always reach out to me and let me know. Uh, but that was my perspective, and I was just like, man, what the hell is going on? And it was tough. It was really tough to watch. And then she got jumped by Raquel afterwards, and they, you know, tussled around in the ring. And it was it was just, you know, whatever. Um, I think the only part that made me laugh was seeing Dominic cower to, 
to Raquel, just showing, I mean, she looked like she could tear Dominic's head off. I mean, she's huge. She is built. So it was just a really funny moment right there, which almost made me move it to the whatever category. But the fact that this feud, to me at least, is just falling really short, I have to put it in the bad category. But that's the only one for Monday Night Raw this week. Now, moving on to the good category, we had about five. Now, I'm going to put it in an order from least to best, in my opinion. Um, starting with uh, what actually opened the show, which is the quote-unquote senior Money in the Bank, Damian Priest, uh, when he defeated Sami Zayn in a singles match. Uh, so what happened was J.D. McDonough, he came out, he made his way to the uh, to the ringside, and with a surprise interference... Priest hit the South of Heaven on Zayn to win the match, giving uh, giving him and Balor a little bit more leverage heading into their street fight for the Tag Team Championship title match at Payback. Um, now, the match itself was good. It was fine. Um, I wasn't captivated. I'll tell you that. It was, it was good. It was good. It was all right. And then... The whole JD thing, that's the entertaining part because you don't know, you know, where this is going. Is Priest going to go solo? He's the money in the bank guy or the or the senior money in the bank guy. Um, so maybe he's going to go solo. JD's going to replace him. We've talked about it before. There's been rumors about it. So that is really the only thing that's captivating me. I don't care if they win the tag team titles, and I don't think that matters. I don't think that is the focal point. It's almost as if... Um, as when the Usos were taking on, uh, Solo and Roman, it's like, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter too much. Um, it's more just the storyline. So after the fact, JD ended up getting jumped by Owens and Zayn and Priest did nothing about it, which kind of solidifies my speculations just a little bit more, but heading into the second one, Gunther challenging Chad Gable to a uh, Intercontinental Championship match. Uh, I might have missed the part where he said win, so I'm assuming payback. Uh, that makes more sense. I don't think they're going to have another championship match on Monday Night Raw, but I I mean, I've been wrong before, uh, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's at, at payback. Uh, so that one's exciting. Like I said, I am a huge Gable fan. I am a huge Gunther fan, uh, and I feel... I just, I want to see them go at it one last time. Now, yeah, they're kind of rushing the storyline, so I don't know where this is going, because it seems like they're doing, like, you know, he wins here, he wins here, and now they're doing the pay-per-view match. Whereas sometimes, if you want to, you know, uh, draw it out a little bit, it's he wins at the pay-per-view, the other guy wins at the next pay-per-view, and then three months of a whole story is the ending where it's one-to-one. We have to see who goes over, you know, we've seen it happen multiple times. So I don't know if they're rushing it or if it's just, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I'm excited to see it. And I, I mean, I know that if Gunther defeats Chad Gable, he will go on to be like the longest reigning champion for the Intercontinental Belt and all that kind of stuff. I don't think 
Gable is going to win. But are they going to have a hell of a match? Yes. For the third good spot of the night, it has to be LA Knight um, coming down and doing a promo. Uh, and as he was coming down to do a promo, it turned out to be The Miz. Oh, shit. Look at that. Um, the Miz came down. I don't know if he grew out a, a beard or if it was just like this painted on shadow. Um, but he had the, he had the, uh, five o'clock shadow going. It looked like it was painted on. It looked too perfect, but, um, he had the five o'clock shadow. He had the whole get up. He had the vest. He had the entrance music. He had everything. And when he came down at first, you were like, huh, LA Knight looks a little different, but it looks like him. And then as he got closer, the announcers were like, hey, that's not LA Knight. And the crowd started booing him out of the building. And he was, you know, a lot of, some of it was a little redundant to where he was just, you know, blatantly uh, comparing him to Stone Cold with the what chance and going, oh, I mean, yeah, you know, and all that kind of shit. Uh, but it was hilarious. It was it was pretty funny. And like I said, I'm still genuinely surprised in a good way that the LA Knight and the Miz feud is this entertaining. Now, we all know the Miz is entertaining, but a lot of his feuds are kind of just like, eh, whatever, you know. But this is entertaining as shit. And uh, I think it's fun, man. I think it is just all good and fun. Uh, harmless shit, just kind of just fun. It's fun. And I think the, I mean, it was pretty spot on with the way he was portraying LA Knight. I think it was pretty good. So I'm going to give The Miz props on that one. If if The Miz is anything, he is one hell of an entertainer. Uh, so like I said, I'm excited to see him at Payback go one-on-one. I think it'll be fun. Uh, the next one for me in the fourth spot, which is better because I'm going from least to best, would be the Becky Lynch defeating uh, Tony. Uh, I was about to call her Tony Stark. Oh my God, jeez. Um, Zoe Starks. Jeez, man. Wow, did you guys see that? I was about to call her Tony fucking Stark. Uh, my head's in the gutter. But Zoe Stark, <laughs> or Zoe Starks, or whatever. Um, she's a pretty solid talent, and she has been handed this amazing storyline with. Um, Stratus right by her side being her mentor that is a hell of a thing because Stratus is you know one of the top females in the um, in the industry with her popularity and fame and being this huge star in the early 2000s and the fact that that uh my god I want to call her Tony so bad I don't I don't know man Stark Starks is a really famous name because of Tony I don't I don't know it, it fucks with me every single time but Zoe, right, is just very lucky. And, you know, of course, since this was a false count anywhere match between the two, it was basically a handicap two on one. And I wasn't, I'll be honest, I wasn't paying attention when the match was announced. I was just kind of watching it as it was going. Uh, I must have been doing something, but it's not like it's my job to watch it or anything. I know. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, oh, okay, this is a two-on-one. Oh, it's a handicap match. Okay, it makes sense. Even though it wasn't. And, I mean, Stratus was taking some some bumps. She she went through a table. You know, she landed right on her ass outside on the floor, which kind of sucks. I mean, there was some padding, but 
<laughs> I mean, she oversold it a little bit, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure it still fucking hurt. Uh, and it was, it was a fine match. I mean, they took some shots. I think the most gnarly for me is even though it happens a lot, it's the most gnarly because, because when she lifted Zoe Stark's, uh, 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 Lynch and suplexed her onto some, um, steel chairs off the ropes into the ring, it's like, okay, we've seen that and we've seen worse, but just think about it. All right. Think about the, the, the ridges of the, of the steel chair. Okay. And just landing right on it. And it just fucking pierces you a little bit and you get this huge bruise the next, it's going to hurt like a bitch. I'm sure that hurt like a bitch. I mean, you step on, you know, something uneven. Like, I, I mean, you know, we can go unoriginal and say you step on a Lego, right? You step on a Lego and you just, you want to like chop your foot off. It hurts, right? Imagine falling from that much of a height right onto like the edge of a steel chair like that that sucks that sucks you don't even have to sell it it's it's gonna hurt you don't have to pretend at all that sucks um and then it was the ending of the show and it was really emotional when um when lynch had the wyatt uh armband and she just started breaking down and crying and it's still it's still resonating with a lot of people of course i mean it's it's so recent and it's just it's it's a tough one it is a tough one um but the fifth and final good moment being the best in my opinion is the shinsuke and rollins feud so here's the thing so shinsuke had a had a phenomenal video package before he ended up blindsiding seth rollins yet again and attacking him but the the video package was kind of cool it was like this um it was like this training video of him, uh, of him actually fighting. And, and, you know, he, he was saying some shit. He was saying sh- some shit like, uh, what was it? He, he wants to be the reason why Becky Lynch, his wife, uh, has to help Seth Rollins out of bed or something like that. And then he was saying he wants to be the reason that he cannot walk his daughter down the aisle of her own wedding. And, that Rollins, he he needs to be put out of his misery, and he's going to break him, and all these kind of things. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this side of Shinsuke is the best side of Shinsuke. The, the things we've seen before were fine, but Shinsuke as a bad guy, as a heel, is the best. And it's what he does the best, and yes, he's a great face, but this is good shit. And, uh... And then also on commentary, we found out what, uh, well, or at least they, you know, repeated it again, but they were, they were talking about when Shinsuke whispered something to Rollins that, that, that past week or so, what he said to him was, I know your back is hurt and it's kind of his advantage. And then he went to walk away and then blindsided him again and attacked him and, uh, so, I mean, we're seeing this new side of Shinsuke, um, or at least an, a newer side to the WWE Universe, right? And at the same time, Rollins is hurt. And we've heard rumors a lot saying he's going to drop the title soon because he is hurt. And a lot of people were, you know, saying Balor might win, which I am one of those people. I said Balor might win due to the fact that he is legitimately a little bit hurt. So, with 
working hurt, sometimes the storyline is extended, even if you're hurt, just in case, you know, because you never know how bad the injury is. And some some of them, they, they allow them to try to lengthen it a little bit longer before giving it up and then going and taking a hiatus. But looks like that could be the case. So, you know, he defeated Finn. He defeated him twice. Maybe he's going to drop the title to Shinsuke. Now, if that happens, I, I, I really don't mind it. I think that would be fantastic for, for Shinsuke. He has been on such a decline in the in these past few years. I mean, he won the Royal Rumble just the other few a uh, few years ago. Was it 2020 or 2019? But he won. And it's just like he didn't really do anything. He, he didn't go anywhere. He lost and he never got that world title or whatever he was going for and it's just it just sucks, man. So um So yeah, anyway, so that was my that was my week uh the I mean, that was my raw recap not the weekly recap geez uh it was five good one bad and two whatever now if you want to add it all up i mean five out of eight what is that like 60 something high 60s percent it's not a d the show is not a d um i would give it like a like a b i would give it like a b no i mean it was a little bit it was kind of, it was a little boring at, at, at a lot of moments. Um, maybe like a C plus or no, 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 like a B minus. I don't know. I'm not really good at ratings. If you want to see ratings, go visit any other website. I'm not really that type of guy, but it was, it was a more enjoyable show than anything. Cause it was five against one being bad and then two, whatever. So it, it was what it was anyway. Hope you enjoyed the quick raw recap. I will see you, I think, tomorrow for Wednesday Night Walker, my solo episode of the week. Anyway, you can find me at 99DeanWalker on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at PodMarkingOut on Instagram and Twitter as well and at MarkingOutNetwork on TikTok. We are on YouTube. We're on everything like that. The links are all down below. I will see you in the next one. Please give us a five-star rating and goodbye.